Welcome to Seat Time, where we drink beer and talk about all the happenings with motorcycles. And we'd like to thank Vita Brevis Clothing for their sponsorship of this episode of Seat Time. Hey everyone, welcome to Seat Time. My name is Jason Schmidt. And I am Brian Pierce. Thank you for joining us on Seat Time. We're on episode 22. Deuce, deuce! Episode 2-2, someone might say. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm very excited. Not only that we've made it this far, but... It gives us a little chance to pay homage to someone that needs. We're talking about Chad Pastrana. No, oh. we're talking about Chad Reed. Ah, Chad Reed. And if you haven't noticed, there are some little subtle tributes going on. <laughs> Who knew? Anyway, oh. but oh no, <laughs> that's not very. No, subtle, that's what I do when the camera's <laughs> off. No. Uh, now, obviously, no outdoor motocross this last weekend. Well, not at least on the big... We were outside and we made stage. motorcycle noises, but there was no oh, yeah. outdoor motocross. Yeah, and there were offers to motorboat, but there was there was no outdoor motocross. Jordan is now upset. Jordan, you're he never going to step up us. to the plate. Never uh, many times were offered. No, but uh, since we're already getting into it, <laughs> we uh, jump into our weekend. We had... Uh, Brian's Jump lovely wife's birthday weekend up at Big Mineral on Lake Texoma. Yeah, which is almost Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, it might as well be. You could smell them from where we were at. Yeah, you could smell the Oklahoma. It was that's probably just the lake. We oh. uh, so we went up to Big Mineral uh, Friday night, and it was just uh, what did I write here? I wrote a Big Mineral Lake Rat Shindig because we became lake rats, lake rats. Yeah. Um, and I thought that that was a really good time. We found a way to drink a lot of beer. Hmm. We had a really good time, and apparently fires are needed when it's 90 degrees at night, but there's not like to burn shit. Yeah, <laughs> there's a certain stuff. point where you drink enough that things have to burn. And so if you're at an outdoor camping facility, you have a great excuse to burn things. Especially when it's private property. They don't really care what you do as long as you don't kill anybody. Oh, yeah, exactly. As long as you hide the body well enough. Yeah, no, but we had a good time um, up there with several of our friends, and yeah. uh, the oft-mentioned Scratch brought out a stand-up jet ski. 1991 stand-up jet ski. Let's go ahead and be honest about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was... It was... Classic. classic. <laughs> yeah, it was classic for damn sure. I think I had stickers oh. on it that were about half my age. It was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. It was uh, It was brutal. Yeah, I had a very good time on it, but I realized how good of a time I had on it today at work. <laughs> my abs are sore, my fingertips are sore. Yeah, I yeah, it's it's brutal what it did to my upper body. I realized though that if I ever had land to where I could have a pond, I would look like an Adonis if I had a pond that I could just ride around in every day. That would be my workout regimen. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that thing was tons of fun, but I I'd never done anything like that before, so I didn't know. How difficult it was going to be, and it was one of those like once you got to the point where you could get to your knees and get stood up really quick, going straight was immaculately easy. Oh, it yeah. was when you tried to turn that you would go face first into the water, and that was quite interesting. So, if you put an arrow in front of me and said, "If you go straight this way, I could probably make it to Hawaii if there was enough gas," but if I had to turn, well, you know, mix in about anything past fifteen degrees, nah. It's mm-hmm. not happening. I figured out how to make done big get sweeper turns, by a shark. But yeah, there oh, yeah. Is no if I could use half that distance in the ocean to make the turn, then yeah, I could probably do it. We tried to get Jordan to ride it because we were like, hey, dude, you help out with sea time. You have to learn how to ride something because chicks don't ride you. So, But he never did it. 
I don't know what his deal was. I like to drink, and I started at like 9 in the morning, and so by the time we were riding that, I was like, I don't need to be on a motor vehicle. I'm going to just sit here, enjoy you know, my bruise. Strangely enough, the more we drank, the more we the more kept we going got back on to it. it. Yep. It was we not, fell, but it's, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Self-preservation was not strong with us. And Man, the other thing, I had only ridden a stand-up jet ski once 15 years ago, and I sucked horribly then. And so and I suck just about one percent less this time. Yeah, exactly. I actually I progressed more <laughs> in that one day than I did when I did it before. But you forget just that whole setup, the leaning off behind it, and it's great inspiration to have mechanized water slamming you in the gens to make you realize you want to stand up on this <laughs> yeah. damn thing. Don't quick. do this for a while. That was yeah. one thing oh. I didn't get used to. It was like, yeah, I need to move. Yeah, I'd be really awesome on the track if somebody walked up and smacked me on the sack if I didn't clear a jump. <laughs> Just like, eh, might be a new training routine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we could totally get paid to yeah, do that. This might, this might happen. Seat time training. <laughs> yeah, we'll get off anything. your seat. Yeah, train your kids to do anything at that point, too. Just walking around with the fire I think I'd rather we get paid for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should totally get paid for that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, well, there were some professional folks out doing things besides just drinking this weekend. Well, there were probably some professionals out drinking this weekend, too. But... Oh, well, that was us. Oh, right. Professional drinkers. Now, um, all the way over in Fort William, Scotland, the UCI downhill was running. Mm -hmm. um, awesome race. Absolute classic. Everyone would have loved to have pulled this one away. But uh, loose, rocky highlands that turn into flowy, rooty woods down below. That almost sounded dirty. That's why I liked it so much. Did you see the grin? That's how it goes. Aaron Gwynn was looking for uh, looking good since he qualified first, but a crash late in his race run took him down to fifth overall. Which is pretty good for a crash. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't want to crash, but... <clears throat> we had several friends that were watching it on Freecaster this last weekend, and they were saying that he was hauling so much through the top section, they were shocked when he didn't come away yeah. like down below. Like, where is he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where'd Gwynn go? No, uh, Greg Menard came away with uh, with his fourth win at Fort William. Uh, two newcomers to the podium were Danny Hart in second place and Brooke McDonald, who also had a farm, who came in third. <laughs> Sam Pete, Steve Hill, or Sam, Steve Hill, Sam. <laughs> Steve Pete and Sam, Sam Hill. Hill. Sam Hill, I see, I didn't even recognize his name since he's been so missing in action. Lately. Yeah, it's like, you have a pink demo, that's weird. Yeah, Andrew Needling and Brandon, Brandon Fairclaw, they're all looking to do better, but just didn't quite pull it out this weekend. Yeah, they were guys that you just kind of would expect to be top five, you know, or fighting for the podium, uh, and they just like... Sam Hill was one of the be easy bets last year, yep. and just so far, not really making much of a run of it. No, I don't know, like maybe he's just working, getting his flow together or whatnot, but he's, he's figuring shit out. Mm. I mean, you, you give him a pink demo, he's got a... He's got to prove something yeah, He's now. got to do something at this point. Um, but the guys that were doing something and doing something for a really, really long time were the ones that were in Maplesville, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, definitely sexy. They were at the 10th annual 24-hour challenge put on by the Perry Mountain Motorcycle Club. Um, and that started at 10 a.m. on Saturday and it finished at 10 a.m. on Sunday. That's math for you. Um, but what they had, they had about a 10-mile course going. With They had some open single track. They had some tight single track. They had some neat little off-camber rocky sections. Uh, and then some kind of clear-cut, some four-wheeler chairs. Cha chairs? Some trails. trails. Um, 
But if you know that property, that property can get really, really technical. They can find a way to make it, you know, a little bit more fast, a little bit more flowy. And that's kind of what they did because at nighttime, they really wanted to be able to make passes and make it safe for everybody. Because when you just have a headlight, it's interesting yeah. to say the least. Um, but when you ride for 24 hours, regardless of the fact if it's, you know, you're a single Ironman or a duo or a full six-man team, the bike is going to get ridden a lot because you're only allowed the one bike. You can impound the bike, but you have to, if you use your impounded bike, you cannot be part of the overall uh, money purse. So obviously you want your main bike to mm -hmm. actually come away and finish. Um, the guys who came away with the win this year, again, were the FMF KTM uh, cycle specialty team. And uh, it was, I mean, those guys are just, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't really know how they do it so often, but they do. Well, there was also, with the lack of some of the other races this weekend, they were able to bring in a pretty decent talent pool there as well. Yeah, I would agree. It seems like, you know, that they typically, like, if they don't have a GNCC, it's all GNCC guys. If they don't have a works event, it's all works guys. You know, it doesn't seem that it can typically be, like, a good conglomeration. And this year they had that, and it was just a very, very dominant team. And they only had one little mechanical. And, well, <laughs> for them it was a little well, mechanical. For us it would have been uh, very traumatic. Uh, For us, it would have been like, well, I'm going to take up building boats in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, uh, right here on the side of the trail, eight yeah. miles from camp. <laughs> but uh, So Mike Brown's out there, and he winds up losing an axle nut, and opposed to just you know pull off to the side like any mortal human would be. And the ageless, ageless Mike Brown uh, continuously slows down and kicks the axle back into the bike so that he could continue on. Um, and to say how much it slowed him down, they were typically doing 22 to 23-minute lap times at 110%, and then went down to about 39 minutes, I think, on that lap time. So, slowed him down to a mere mortal's pace, but, you know, that's kind of what happens. Still quite a bit ahead of everyone else yeah, when still that happened. Up. Uh, yeah, and then uh, when that happened, they were, like, four laps up at the time, and so then they only came down to two laps in front of everybody else. God, so, it's a terrible yeah, show. Um, but the team who came away with second was uh, Quality Time KTM. They were led up by uh, John uh, the Junkyard Dowd. And uh, they had another awesome little rider with them, Hormeo Diaz, who's actually from south of the border. He's a Mexican rider, and uh, he did really, really well at the ISDE this past year. If, uh, what, yeah. you know of people that are from south of the border, hmm. which is always good for them. They didn't actually have too many, uh, too many issues. They just, you know, it's a really, really tough race, and it was really, really hard on everybody. Uh, Gas Gas was uh, who finished up third. Uh, Chuck Ware's team and our buddies Cole Kirkpatrick and Hayden Franklin were on that team. At one point, they actually came in and had lost or broke a shock, a top shock bolt. And so they lost the bolt, blew up the shock, it caused carburetor issues, and they had to do some electrical issues. So that cost them. They were in second place, and that got them out of the top five. So once they finally got that back going, it was just kind of a you know make-up time yeah, sort of scenario. Charging. Yeah, absolutely. Um, once they did get going, though, again, it was uh, Ben Hobbs, one of the Gas Gas team, who actually was the one who reeled back in the Kawasaki team to take over third place. So, really good job for all those guys. But uh, one of the guy that we wanted to mention was Alex McRae, our awesomeness competition winner. He was actually out there on the Hardcore XC team, and uh, they did a really, really good job. They were actually at one point in second overall. Then they seized that bike. They got pitted back, uh, pulled back in to the pits, got their impounded bike. <laughs> they seized that bike, finally got it running with a new stator, but just kind of kept it going. So then they finally finished up in the NAD team, NAD, hmm. uh, yeah, uh, won the 250A <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah. Giggle. So, 
It was just uh, it was really good to see our, our buddies Alec McRae, you know, riding really well with his team. And we like to say thanks to Jeffrey Ketchum because he's actually uh, he's putting together a, an article for Cycle News on the 24-hour challenge. And I got to spend about an hour talking to him on the phone. So thank you very much. It was really nice to talk to you. Good to meet you in, uh, you know, that kind of a realm. And appreciate all that you did for us. Absolutely. Uh, a lot closer to home, we have the Burn Pro Showdown Series crank up out at Village Creek in Fort Worth. Uh, it's going to be a four-race series starting up, obviously, this last weekend. The next one's coming up real quick, spread out over the course of two months. They have a really great payout in this race, and so it's bringing a lot of the really good local pros up to the plate. Uh, Bo Hudson, Guys that are better than us. Oh, absolutely. Bo Hudson won the... Pro race all overall. He battled with uh, DeMuth in Moto 1, and DeMuth won it, but he got a flat tire on the third lap of Moto 2, so that pretty much took him out of the running. Um, Hudson then was up against Bud Moore, who took uh, and took Moto 2. And really, there were some folks that ended up getting hurt throughout the course of the weekend, kind of wishing them the best. Scotty Trimble and uh, Austin Henderson both went down either in race or in practice, so hope they're all doing well. Our buddy Cheyenne Harmon was out racing this weekend and ended up getting 11th overall. I was talking with his mom, and she was saying that she was he was pushing hard for the state he was in. He had a really bad fever out there and was sitting there chilled and shaking in between the motos, but still was able to pull off 11th overall. I think he had 8th in the second moto. That's, that's but, typically me before a race because I'm just that scared. Yeah, exactly. But, I'm, I'm that one, that, that guy that... Won't come out of the porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having issues here. Leave me alone. Stop it. But no. Don't knock. Congrats to all of you out there. And definitely with it being this close to home, we're going to try to make it out to one of those races here yeah. coming up. And uh, if you need guys to go do some motocross and make some money, yeah. Seems like a good place to go do it. It's yeah. A lot on the line. Yeah. Their payout looks like it's awesome. Now, um, we had mentioned earlier in the show that we were hanging out with one Jeremiah Scratch Stone. And it's that time in the episode where we'd like to go ahead and give our shout-out to Vita Brevis Racing. Yes. Uh, Vita Brevis Clothing as well. Vita Brevis Racing is the one that we all obviously kind of lean towards since we're kind of on it. Yeah, we're, we are the team. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Now, Vita we Brevis Clothing. Uh, Vita Brevis is Latin for life is short. Check them out at VitaBrevisClothing.com. Awesome hats, hoodies, t-shirts. I just realized I'm wearing both a hat and, and t-shirt, a t-shirt at this moment. Because it is way too effing no, hot for that. Yeah, that's not going to happen for a little while. But you know what? Plan ahead, kids. Yeah, by the way. Global Ice Age. You don't know. Get a it hoodie right tomorrow. now. Get two of them. No, but he's got new designs coming up, different things that we've talked about lately. It's There's going to be some awesome stuff that on there. So yeah, check we've out all got the, hats on the way, so that's going to be really cool. Oh, yeah. You'll see new hats here on the show here pretty quick. But check them out at VitaBrevisClothing.com. Follow them on follow and like them on Facebook as well. And they'll be around there. And Scratch is always interested to hear from you. So reach out and yeah. touch someone. It's always a good time. I will reach out and touch anybody. Mm. Absolutely. But uh, speaking of guys that wear really big diamond earrings and like to go race motorcycles, that would be one of Chad Reed's big things in life is to do both of those things. And uh, he's going to try to do that again this weekend at Mount Morris, Pennsylvania, because we're going to have the High Point MX uh, Round 3 of the Lucas Oil AMA Motocross Championship. So Can't wait. It was was odd at this down weekend so early on in the season getting back. Obviously, we were occupied this weekend, (laughs) 
we were occupied throughout the weekend, but got back and I was like, okay, walk up to the DVR. Damn it, throw the remote so down, put tell it, it was dead now. to me. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to people. Yeah. Damn it. But, uh, so, is Chad Reed going to be able to pull out a half trick? I don't know. Is he going to do three overalls in a row? Is Dungey going to have a bike that finishes? I think Dungey's bike will finish, but I could never root against Chad Reed. I'm not saying we need to root against Chad no. Reed. I'm just saying we could, you know... All I can do, do is root for... I think everybody's going to do everything, man. That's definitely the That's, lawyer way to go on that yeah, sort of situation. Yeah. I bet you we could get a much deeper analysis if we brought up the Mavs yeah. game tomorrow night. Yeah. Who's going to win the Mavs game tomorrow night? Mavs will win. They'll rebound from their game three loss. The uh, bench is going to provide a little more support. Jet's going to hit some uh, shots down the clutch. Going to give Dirk a little help. It's going to be good. It's going to be good times. I told you. So I'll send you a text message. I'll be there. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. You got tickets to You're this one. Hook up any chicks. Um, again, for like the twenty-second week in a row, no. <laughs> well, as long as you're prepared. <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not, <laughs> not because I'm not trying or anything. Well, so much extra room yeah. for this money in my wallet <laughs> since I don't have to fill it with condoms. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can get four beers at the Mavs games now instead of just two. Yeah. <laughs> it's like whiskey dick. Eh. Uh, but so, okay, so Chad Reed, we're going to see how he's going to do it, see yeah. how Dungeon's going to do some other guys in the 450 class. Are they going to is going to have a little bit more of a showing. Well, I mean, he is second in points. He is second in points, but, I mean, overall, he's not really been He's been consistent. A, he's been consistent, but he hasn't been that front runner like he I expected. He has not been the front runner. Which, obviously, with me being such a Chad Reed homer, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Do I was kind of surprised. Right I do not have a broner. All right, good. But. It's kind of awkward. I'm willing to learn. Yeah. So David Millsaps is in third with points, so we'll see how those guys do. In the 250 class, it's going to be cool to see. Is Blake Baggett going to kind of, excuse me, is Blake Baggett going to rebound a little bit? Is he going to come away with another win? Tyler Ratcheray, now that he's used to the African heat, he's got that going on. Where that's going to take us, Dean Wilson, Justin Barcher, Eli Tomac, quite a few guys in the 250 class. You know, I mean, there's more names than that, but those are just some of the top ones. I mean, oh, yeah. No, it's How's that going to play out? It's going to be a nice little toss-up with all the names, all the toss people up. that... Oh, yeah. Not like tossing a salad. Calm yourself. Whatever. Oh, yeah? I won't be calm. No, no. you won't. <laughs> that's okay. I'm not going to be calm, and I'm not going to worry about the works that's happening this weekend. It's going to be round six, and uh, in my little tiny yellow text, it's going to be at the Honey Lake MX track in Milford, Milf OD, California. <laughs> I know. I'm there. <laughs> I like MILF OD much better. Yeah, sometimes um, when you OD on too much, milf. I'm going to stop. I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. So it's going to be cool because this is the last race before the two-month break. So, you know, whoever can come out with this uh, momentum is really going to be able to... They may be able to bring that into the next round. They may not be able to because after two months of really, really hotness and then coming and racing in really, really hotness August. Hmm. Rough stuff. I don't know. It's going to be dirty. Somebody's going to sweat a lot. Yeah, speaking of sweating a lot, there is a lot of racing going on in Texas this weekend. Uh, one that I'm going to bring up is the TCCRA Round 7 in Rocky Ridge, Texas, which is west of Round Rock. Um, like I said, there's a lot of the local series running this yeah. weekend. Should be interesting to see where folks go. Yeah, for those of you guys that follow the series, you know, if you're hitting up TCCRA, good luck. If you're not, you could be following one of the Torx series. And there's a Torque series that's going on in Rockney, Texas, actually at the Walnut Creek North. Uh, so if you guys are going to be following that, good luck at the Torque series. I don't think we're going to be there. Yeah, but if neither of those tickle your fancy, 
And you're still wanting to race in Texas. <laughs> Torn has round five. So in Cash, Texas, which is south of Greenville, you can go out there and ply your wares with all the other crazy Torn kids. Yeah, these guys are weird. All those kids are doing it these days. I think, uh, I don't, we'll have to, you have to check first, make sure, but the TCRA might have the night race on Saturday. And if I were to pick uh, a reason to go to any of those races, night race. That would be the one to do it because the night race out of the TCRA is awesome. So yep. much fun. Um, but what's going to be a really better chance for guys that want to win awesome engraved knives would be the Jim Bowie Challenge over in uh, Louisiana. It's one of the uh, round five of the LACC race. It's going to be in Sicily Island, Louisiana. They had to move it to Sicily Island because where they were, yeah. <laughs> don't, call Sissy it, Island! Don't, call, don't call a race Sissy Island if they're giving away knives. You're totally going to get shanked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either that or you're going to come up with something else. Um, but it's going to be kind of neat because, I mean, when was the last time you won a Bowie knife that was engraved with, you know, the Jim Bowie challenge on it? I've been thinking about it a long time. The answer to your question, sir, is never. Yeah. I've never won a knife, let alone an engraved one with the Jim Bowie challenge on it. Easily yeah. last week for me. Uh, well, no. That's because well, you're that's... pretty awesome. Yeah. Don't sleep with chicks, but you win knives. I win at life. <laughs> <laughs> I sleep with life. <laughs> Um, as I was talking about before, the next round of the Berm series, the Pro Showdown series, will be out at Village Creek. Round two this weekend, June 11th. Yeah. Yeah, so go out there, ply your craft, go do some racing. I'm apparently very popular. It sounded like you were going to say plow And professional. Something. Yes, and professional. You don't know, this could be show related. And I'm not going to look and prove myself wrong. So, yeah, I go will. out there, the... The purse series that they have set up, if you're really good and really fast, go out there and make really good, really fast money. Yeah, because that's not going to happen for us. We actually spend really fast money at strip clubs because that's a really easy way to burn through it. Oh, yeah. A little bit. I mean, if that's what you're into, that's what we're into. Um, One of the things that we're doing, too, is filling up these little uh, glorious 20-ounce pint glasses uh, with a beverage of your choice. But what it will do is we'll make you sure that you always enjoy a pint full of awesome on your own time. You don't have to just be sitting in front of your TV, sitting in front of your computer, or sitting on your little mobile device watching this here show while we drink beer. Because you can have it on your own time. You can get your own pint full of awesome. Isn't it pretty? You know you want one. All the cool kids are doing it. Peer pressure isn't just for after-school specials. It should be for buying things from us as well. Yep. So what you want to do is you want to go to seattime.bigcartel. I'm sorry. Seattime.bigcartel.com. And that is where you're going to find... These little pint glasses that you could purchase, and you're going to PayPal us, and we will mail it to you. Absolutely. Pretty sure that's Pretty the way good it works. at it. Yeah, these days. No, but speaking of the actual site, you can roll over to seattime.co, mm-hmm. or you can follow us and like us on Facebook. And Ooh, please, connect. give us a hard like. Oh, yeah. Like us. Like us real hard. Like us real deep. <laughs> and then follow us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. That way you can follow our really hard, deep tweets. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get away from us. I know. I always want more of me. Mm. You, I can deal without. But you know what? I'll take what I can get. Yeah. All right. So it's been episode 2-2. We'd like to say congratulations to Chad Reed. You have done an amazing job this year in uh, Supercross and what seems to be a great job so far in motocross. So we're very, very happy to say that we honor you with this episode. Episode 2-2, bitches. Absolutely. And it's one of those just bringing up the whole team, starting off on your own there at... 
nothing but respect and yeah. hope for continued luck and throughout the outdoor season. Time, you just let us know. Oh, you, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, this could happen. This could happen very easily. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to pay you? I'm in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why, why would he? We're doing it for free right now. Yeah, exactly. Tattoo this on your forehead, dumbass. Okay. okay. Check. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, guys. Always find us on the internet, and then please enjoy a pint full of awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you. I, I just Is this like the strange long. chips <laughs> freeze? I just wanted to see how long he'd hold that face. And we're out. No, but, yeah. Uh, you had to stand up and fix your britches, too.